Hey everyone, before we kick this episode off, I urge everyone listening to like and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you may get your podcast from. So if you listen to us on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating, or also subscribe to us on Spotify. And I urge all of our listeners to head to our website, and you can get more than just our podcast from there. We have news stories all the time there, we have feature articles there, so head to tnpmedia.au. That's tnpmedia.au. All right, without further ado, we'll get stuck into the podcast. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com. All right, welcome to the Talking Power Podcast, episode 171. I am Nick DeCembra, your host, and I've got two great guests in the studio here, the Hen House, for this episode. It's a special episode, so we're back at the Hen House. I've got with me, from Therapy on Wheels, Andy Kale, and from Beat the Heat, Mike Pearson. Thanks for joining us. G'day, Nick. How are you? How are we? I'm good, thank you. Great to have you here. And off... Off to the side there, we've got John as well. He's he's set up. If you're watching this this video production, that's thanks to John Solich. So much appre- much appreciated. <laughs> he's come here and decked the studio out with a myriad of cameras and lights. So thank you very much, John. It's greatly appreciated to come along. Hey, I just want to start by saying, love what you guys do. Thank you very thanks, much. Thanks, Mike. Yep, thank you. With the exception, like, I mean, sorry, no exceptions, but forget what you're about to do already love what you guys do because you you bring you know i don't think there's many drag tracks around the world where we have two teams that come together with maybe six cars we'll say that are racing not for themselves but for for the for 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 a community uh, incentive or to bring awareness to some sort of um campaign so i I that's that's a really great initiative and i I think the perth motorplex is probably one of the only places in the world that that does has something like that correct me if i'm wrong so the only one that i know of yeah yeah yeah. and i think you you hit it on the head that one big word for both andy and i is awareness Mm. um awareness for what we do for um through our common interest of drag racing our passion for drag racing but yeah it's awareness of uh, other factors and uh, the reason why we both put our teams together yeah yeah Yeah, no no before we kick off with um the big race the race for a cause for charity (laughs) we we need to explain a bit of a background between uh, both your teams therapies on wheels and beat the heat so people understand We've spoken with Andy, I think it was episode 99, where we had yourself, Mick, and Warren Sander on the podcast. Yeah. Just give us a brief, like for those that didn't, people didn't listen to that episode, give us a brief about Therapy on Wheels and what you guys strive to achieve. So um, I've been racing for quite a while. Um, those people who know me uh, know that I went through breast cancer um, just before I started racing. And um, it, I found that the community of uh, the drag racing community, the motorsport community in general, was a great incentive for me and for Mick, um, hubby and crew chief. Um, to be able to get through those uh, troubling times, um, when you're going through a serious illness like breast cancer, it's the, it's the mental health of it um, that you struggle with. Mm. 
And um, so we found that that motorsport community was a great support. Yeah. So we put through, we put together a team um, called Therapy on Wheels because racing is my therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that we can spread that same word mm-hmm. to everyone else and give everyone else that same experience. Yeah. Um, some, something to help them through. And in the process, then we help um, support the breast cancer charities. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It's a magnificent incentive. Um, as I said, for those that haven't want to get a full brief on what you do, go back to episode 99 and have a listen there. But just tell us a bit to Mercedes CLK 320. Yes, yes, it was originally a 320. It's now a 1320. Yes, here we go. That, that's, you know, that's how I know it's a 320. Yes, I know you put that 1320 in there. Yep. Powered by... Powered by a Hellcat Hemi. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty stout now, so it's not It the, is very stout. It's yep. uh, slightly modified. I say <laughs> slightly in inverted commas, modified um, Hellcat Hemi. Um, yep, yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, with great big tyres, full roll cage, Um yeah, and she's yeah, she's beast. She she's beast. But if you actually just walked past at a at a reasonable rate, oh, she looks like a sleeper. It does. Yeah. It does. Oh. I don't know. But with the, with this, <laughs> I haven't seen it with the slicks on yet. Yeah. But. Yeah, no, police yeah. officers need, uh, to, need to close yeah, their yeah, ears. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that there's about four and a half foot of rubber touching the ground behind it helps. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. if you if you, if you walk don't look past under. it, if you walk past it from the front. Yeah, she yeah, does she's look very, She does look pretty yeah, normal. Yeah, yeah. And and the fact that we have been able to put a lot of the interior back in so that she's still got that real classy look. Um yeah. And a lot of thanks goes to Gonzo mm, for, for yeah. A magician. Yeah. yeah. He's an absolute for, magician. For doing all that fabrication yep. and putting yep. it together and, and, and having having yep. that dream with us. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I remember the car in the building. I know Simon was, yeah, and, and Mick as well, were pretty pedantic about trying to bring all the, the components from the interior back into the car to make it look – because – I mean, we'll talk about it a bit later on, but you take passengers in the car as well. Yeah. 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 So it's important that they're, I guess, they're comfortable and they're reasonably familiar with their surroundings. It's nothing worse than getting into a race car and there's like a myriad of switches everywhere and you don't want to, you don't want to touch anything, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's, quite, it's quite important you make that, that passenger comfortable. Mike. We'll move over to you now, Mike. We haven't had you on before, so we'll we'll delve deeper into Beat the Heat a little bit later on in the podcast, but just give us a quick brief on on Beat the Heat WA. Okay, so um, Beat the Heat WA was formed back in 2005. Um, At that stage, I was the project manager of its predecessor, the Tango 1 Police Drag Racing Team, and we had just debuted a new-look Tango 1. We got out of the old Statesman and moved into a uh, VT, HSV Manta. Um, So it ran as a police program um, for a further two years. That program originally started in the early 90s Mm -hmm. with the donation of the VQ. Um, When I got involved, it was getting a bit tired um, and it needed a bit of a freshen up. So that's what we did. Uh, Unfortunately, 2005, um, the executive of the time decided that they would close down the police road safety section. Uh, the car was attached to me at the police road safety section and, uh, yeah, we had uh, two weeks of pulling it to pieces and giving all the bits and pieces back to the sponsors and that was the end of that. Um, luckily, the sponsors we had, um, understanding they were the ones that were keeping the car on the road uh, and, on the, I should say, on the track, um, not Dubai Police, um, they said, uh, 
go out, we'll support you, do it in your own right. So I thought, well, I, I didn't want to be Mike Pearson down there dragging a car. So we had a bit of a look around and we found an international program. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say international, North America, Canada, and one in Australia called Beat the Heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beat the Heat has over 200 um, police-backed uh, um, drag racing teams in North America. Um, we now have five in Australia. Uh, NT started back in early 2005. Uh, late 2004, early 2005. Um, I started Beat the Heat WA late 2005 and we've since had um, South Australia, Queensland, uh, Queensland, South Australia and Victoria come mm-hmm. on board sort of thing. So um, we started with the Tango 1 car. Um, we still have that car. It is semi-retired and um, spending its time in the Bunbury Geograph Motor Museum. Yeah, I saw it down yep. there, actually. Yeah, yeah it, looks, it still looks cool, It's eh? still full race trim. Yeah. Um, we pull her out, and uh, every couple of years we'll do the Western Nats with her or something like that. So, uh, yep. Uh, but she's one of now six cars in our stable, the mm. latest being uh, another Pontiac GTO that we call the Montiac mm-hmm. um, because it's a Pontiac with a Monaro nose mm-hmm. sort of thing. So uh, another pre-production Holden test vehicle um, that I managed to find and... Um, yeah, did a bit of wheeling and dealing and got the car over mm. to the west sort of thing. So, yeah, it's still um, run by uh, uh, off-duty police officers and like-minded community members. Um, we do promote ourselves as a community-based team and everybody that's on the team um, has a passion for road safety yeah. and that's it for us, racing mm-hmm. for road safety. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all – there's probably not too many people you know that haven't been touched by road trauma. Mm-hmm. I know uh, I'm – nearly 42 years in the job and um, I did a lot of that um, in traffic um, some of it in crash yep. or accidents back then as it was called so uh, yeah so we um, you know we we wanted to keep going with yep. what started mm-hmm. and um, try and encourage those that may be tempted to come and do it in a safe and controlled environment with um, people around them if things do go pear-shaped yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's definitely a great, great. Commu- it's a great program you put together, and it's like you know, it's it's beat the heat now is is synonymous in, at the Perth Motorplex, you know, and and even Ravenswood. I we'll talk about it a bit later on, but I have you know recollections of the of Tango One from a long time yeah, ago, the old Stato. Yeah, yep. yeah, I really do, and um, yeah, and and it's we've we've. I mean, I've tied that all in together in my head. I knew that there was a separation of the two, but still, at the end of the day, it is a great incentive that you guys do. And I, I like the fact that I know on Wednesdays, you go into Wednesday, we'll pass Wednesdays, pretty heavy. And I know there's a lot of guys there that are, are trying to, can I, can we get one of the Tango One cars and we'll yeah, try and line yeah, up with what? Because yeah. it is, it's, it's, a, it's, you do what you want to race, what, what, you want to race the police, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. The only way you can race a cop car and not get arrested. That's right. Exactly <laughs> right. Thanks, thanks, John. Yeah. John, we can liven up that microphone if you want. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, he. That's exactly as as John said. I, I I strongly believe that as well. It's uh, it is it is a formal way of doing that. Yeah. And there's another another side to it for us, especially on the Wednesday nights. I mean, the Wednesday nights are our bread and butter. I mean, the national meets and stuff. Um, they're probably more for the sponsors, mm. getting their name in front of big crowds and things like that. But we put it together. Um, to be talking to um, street-based racers, mm. okay? So guys that might take their V8 to and from work every day, um, they want to let off a bit of steam, they come and do it in a safe, controlled environment. So, I mean, through the common interest of motorsport, we get them, they'll come up, they want to have a look at our car, they want to under- try and understand why um, our V Sports Wagon 
with a LSA engine in it is quicker than their VE sports wagon mm. with an LSA engine in it. And we will tell them why. You know, yeah. We will tell them that um, the platforms that we're using are made to do 400 metres. Mm-hmm. That's it. I yeah. mean, they are geared to do 400 metres and things like that. And through those types of discussions, you're breaking down the barriers between police and, and the youth. Mm. And there's not too many um, opportunities for these kids to actually get that anymore. Yeah. You know, the way that policing has gone, um, uh, WA police are more involved in enforcement than they are education. Um, this is my personal beliefs, um, that uh, that's what I'm seeing. And a lot of the times when these kids are getting spoken to, they're, they're getting money taken off them, they're getting growled at, they're getting their car impounded um, or something like that, you know. And I mean, like... From my perspective, they'll come down and you can see the standoffish ones and you give it 25 or 30 minutes, um, they'll come over and they want to ask a question about our OTR or yeah. they want to know about our, our headers. They want to know what size converter Gonzo's put in the car for us and, mm. and things like that, you know, and it's yeah. that common interest. They then, it is, mate. Yeah, they, they then start thinking, oh, well, and, and we then ply our trade of saying, look, guys, you know, you can jump on the freeway and, and go stupid, you know, and the best thing that's going to happen is you're going to lose your car and some money. The worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to kill somebody uh, or, and yourself sort of thing, I said. But come down here. I mean, like, you pay your, your money. Um, and, I mean, like, there's been some um, Wednesdays um, that, you know, I've known of people that have had 14 or 15 passes, mm. you know, just bang, 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 bang. I mean, you see the grin on their face. And the you fight. get a timesheet. You don't yeah. get a timesheet going down the yeah. freeway. Yeah. No. 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 Not, well, not you do, you but you've got to pay something for it. Yeah. <laughs> but but you're right, and there is no there is no bluffing, you, and we see them. Yeah. You get guys together saying, "Oh, your reaction time was crap. Look at mine." Yeah. You know, and of course they're looking at how quick their car was going through the, the the timings and what their car did overall and things like that. And they start realizing that there's more than just a speed from uh, beginning to end. There's yeah. a lot of skill involved, and there's a lot yep. of strategy as well. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And, and when they're losing by like a thousandth of a second racing their mate, you know, and I mean, like, and they start looking, oh, yeah, you're creaming on the light sort of thing. And, you know, and, and that's the good thing for us because, like, we'll we'll go up and, um, like, when even when we're not down there racing our cars, um, last season my team were down there running the best package competition mm, yes. for them, you know. Yep. So we're talking to newbies. What are your tyres set at? Oh, 42? Yeah, okay. Maybe you want to come down a little bit and they mightn't turn quite yeah. as much, you know. Why are you doing your burnout? With those tyres, you don't need to, mate. Drive around the water, you know. Yeah. And I mean, like, you, you're starting to talk to them and they've, you know, some of them have got some nice equipment, mm. you know. And as I said, the computer in this car, to do what it's doing, is smarter than you. Mm. So put it in D for drag for the first couple and see what it does. You want to play around with the paddles or sports shift or something, whatever you want to do, do it after that, and I bet you the first two are probably going to be the quickest two you're going to do for the night yeah. sort of thing, you know? No yeah. doubt. No doubt. Do you think, question about notice, but do you think there's a deeper connection with your team now? With When I look at the WA police force, they've sort of, I say this with respect, but a lot of the traffic have lost their, in my opinion, their soul with Skodas and uh, Klugers <laughs> yeah. and, and, and uh, Volkswagens. When we look at your cars, there's still the you know Australian Australian Commodores, and and obviously the GDO as well. Yep. All Australian th- built. Every yeah. one of our cars was built here. Yeah. Yep. Do you think there's a deeper connection because of that? Oh, we we get a lot of the the guys when they do come on down. They they come for a bit of a wander up, and you know we might kick it in the guts, and they'll um, 
Yeah, you could see that little bit of spittle coming out the corner of their mouth, you know, when they go and jump back in their Camry to drive home sort of thing, lights and sirens ablaze sort of thing, you know. And, I mean, like, I, I think the, uh, there's nothing like an Aussie V8. And I said, you know, we, we, we've always been um, true to the brand, the GM brand, and whilst we don't have Holden anymore, we are still getting backed um, very big by GM and AC Delco, um, so much so that Tango 5 is currently in the east and mm. it will be coming back with an LS4 supercharged engine and possibly a 10-speed auto uh, in it. Wow. And, you know, we're talking, you know, a, a GM upgrade, you know, <laughs> well above 50k mm. sort of yeah. thing, you know. So yeah. that's the sort of backing that we are still getting. Mm. Um and they understand that we don't want to be the fastest cars out there. Mm. Okay, we all of our cars are full trim, bar Tango One, where we erred um, before it left uh, WA Police's control. Um, those that were also in play with the team, it was all about making it as light as possible. Mm. You know, yep. so it became a race car, and yep. it now is a race car, six six point cage, plastic seats. That's it, and. That's what we sell it as, a race car. Mm. Every other car that we've got is running a full black leather trim. We've only just had to remove the seats out of the GTO because it pulled a nine-second pass and you can't have an electric adjustable seat in the car. So we had to pull those out so that the seat is rigidly bolted Mm -hmm. into positions, but it's still got the back seat in it. That car is actually heavier now than it was when it came off the production line because we had to add a cage to it. but. All the seats and everything are still left in. Jono and I um, debuted that car in Darwin in 2007 okay. um, with 14.2, wasn't 14.65, it? 14.65, all night, 14.65, <laughs> um, all night. Um, and that was basically the last workshop it was in before it went to Darwin was Gonzo's, putting in the turbo 400 and converter that he had donated to us, mm-hmm. sort of thing. So, and like we, that car's had uh, the 5.7, we reckon we did 3,000 quarter mile passes on that um it then had the 6.2 we reckon probably 3,000 passes on that and it was the first to pick up the lsa supercharged 6.2 and it's got to have done 1500 um passes in that sort of thing you know started at 1465 it's now run a 988 i think pb um around 988 Oh, I've got 990s here, but yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you haven't updated your website. Yeah. But oh, yeah. no, no, we haven't. Yeah, so <laughs> I think... The interceptors, Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, look, I mean, we'll, we'll touch on the cars in detail a little bit later on anyway, because I'm quite curious that, but I did think that. I think there's a there's a deeper connection now more than ever because, you know, as as kids, you know, you always like looking at police cars, but now I don't think there's that's gone. You know, Camrys yeah. and Klugers yeah. and, and yeah. what they have now is just not, doesn't, doesn't do it for us. But yeah. anyway, that's another story. All right, now we need to talk about the big event that's coming up. So the 28th of October... Tell us what's happening at the Perth Motorplex. Well, basically, we're going to whoop their ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a whoop ass; it's a national. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've decided to have a bit of a race off, um, and so initially, uh, it's a fundraiser. We both have our own charities um, that we've selected. And uh, people go onto the website, they choose who they think is going to win the race um, and make a donation. Those do- The donations then go into one big kitty mm-hmm. and on the 28th we have a race off. It's the best of five mm-hmm. um, and the winner 
then or the winner's charity then gets sixty percent of whatever's in the kitty, and the loser's charity gets forty percent of what's in the kitty. So nobody loses really. No, no, no. no, no, no. We don't take a cent. This is all going to our chosen One, charities. One hundred percent goes yep. to the charity. Yep. All right. So we need to talk about the charities because I did a little bit of research, and I and I I know about your charity, obviously. I have to be honest, Mike, I'm a bit embarrassed. I didn't know about CareFlight. So please tell us about CareFlight because I'm really curious. I read about what they do. haven't heard of them, but I think what they do is absolutely magnificent. Sensational. Yeah, yeah it, look, it is. It's. I mean, a lot of people, you say CareFlight, and they automatically think of RFDS or something like that, and mm. they're more than that. You know, they, they do um, – Obviously, they do do a lot of the, the medical type stuff as well. Um, but that also, also encompasses people that may be um, regionally based thousands of kilometres from a road, so to speak, um, that they have to take them somewhere. But they'll then also take them home. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also do a hell of a lot of first responder training. Yep. Okay, is training people that may respond to an incident. And they're not, we're talking medical, not necessarily road trauma. But obviously, that makes up a fairly big. Um, chunk of first responders type time as well um they are not for profit um they don't receive any um government funding Mm. or anything like that sort of thing and we we were actually shopping around um obviously our theme is road trauma um and it was very very we, we couldn't find anything that did not have a government link to it sort of thing and we 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 chose not to go down that path um we wanted a not for profit association and um all the guys put their thinking caps on. Uh, one of my other sponsors, um, Glenn at Custom Mechanics, um, has been a regular sponsor of CareFlight. And he said he gave me something to have a bit of a read. And I I had a bit of a read and I, I flicked it around to the guys and they, they yep, thumbs up. Magnificent. Um, they're charity. our chosen charity. Yeah. Um, and we're probably a little different to, to Andy's uh, charity in as much as she's um, probably, that's her chosen charity for the duration type of thing of your team, whereas from our perspective, we won't use the same one Mm. um, year for year. And we're kind of hoping we can run this for the next 10 years um, every year. And, um, you know, we'll be looking at um, other types of charities, um, mental health, uh, men's health, um, PTSD, Mm -hmm. um, even some of the cancers, juvenile cancer, juvenile diabetes. There's a heap of stuff um, that came into the mix. Um, uh, we we decided to go this way um, with the stuff that CareFlight are doing, not in the air as mm. well, you know, yeah, okay. with their training and things like that. So we're proud um, that they have um, want to come on board with us and we're kind of hoping we start ramping things up now that mm. um, the donations start picking up. I think between Andy and I, when I mean, Andy spitballed this idea when Street Outlaws were here mm. and um, she um, we, we had a bit of a discussion. Um, we'd love nothing better than to have about 10K in the kitty. You know, yeah, that's what yeah. we would love to. Um, that that's pretty much our goal. I mean, like you know, more than that would be great. But you know, if we could get it to around the ten k, it means mm. you know somebody's getting six k, somebody's getting four k. Yeah, That'd and in, nice. yeah, in the big in the big scheme of things, um, you know, you're not going to change the world with that. But every little bit counts. Mm. And that's the way we look at it. Every little bit counts. Yeah, sort of thing. So now we look. We're looking forward to it. Where um, Andy's done a, a heap of work with our designs and things like that. She's a uh, a, a very busy little beaver when it comes to that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, look, 
rock on the 28th. And I yeah. mean, like, you know, there's there's already, we've had a bit of fun doing some filming and we've got a little bit more filming and, and bits and pieces to do, but there's great camaraderie amongst the teams. And I mean, yeah. like, if you get the chance to slight one another, you're going to do it. <laughs> she started it tonight. So, yeah, no. It's oh, we've, we've always always had a little bit of good old Aussie sledging oh, in the, in yeah. the staging yep. lanes. And, yep. it's, yeah. and it's all in, in good fun. It is. Yep. Um, yep. But, uh, yep. yeah, and we thought, well, why not, yep. you know, let let's let's yeah make something out of it and uh, and and get something happening. Yep. We even we even had a bit of a contingency discussion. Is the fact that okay, I've got five cars, Andy's got one. So should something occur um, at race one that no, they're not going to put the Merc down for fear of hurting it, then Andy will jump into a beat the heat car. Oh, cool. So well, there, we, we will be getting five races. Yeah. Okay, regardless. I mean, like, you know, I'll break all five of them <laughs> to get our five <laughs> races done sort of thing. So, no, th- this this for us is it's something a little bit different. Um, yeah. uh, last season, um, the Motorplex uh, and I had a bit of a discussion and they started raffling off a couple of passenger rides in our cars mm. for every national meet. And the good thing about it was... They'd rock on down. In between a set, you know, they'd throw a microphone in front of them. Chris would have a bit of yak with them. We'd strap them in and send them down the track. Mm. Full, and there's full noise. There's only one way to – when we're doing it out there, there is no, oh, yeah, just, you know, but no, we're going to go as hard as we can. Yeah. That, that's the same for our racing sort of thing, you know. You know, what's the old saying? You know, the green light drops, the BS stops. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And yeah. your cars are fairly stout. I mean, look, I'm just looking at over the 990s, 1090s, 1060s. Yeah. Oh, you didn't have an ET for the sports wagon, so you'll need to. Oh, uh, it's a new one. That's 1049 now. And, ten, and 1070s from the, the VT as well. Ah, uh, 1079, yeah, the old VT. That's a six liter. Yeah. A naturally aspirated yeah. six. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Oh, I mean, that's the thing. The cars themselves are. You know, the, the cars will do what we tell them to do. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the person telling them to do that seems yeah. to be the, uh, yeah. you know, the, 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 the one prop. So, uh, yeah. Fair enough. Andy, tell us Breast Cancer Care WA. Tell us a bit about them as well. So Breast Cancer Care WA, um, a not-for-profit uh, organisation as well. Also, um, no government funding. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big problems with COVID is one of their big, big fundraising events, which is the Long Table Lunch, hasn't been able to happen. Now, the Long Table Lunch, um, they held that every year and that actually paid um, for at least one year's wages for a nurse. Wow. Um, They haven't been able to do that for at least the last three years. Mm -hmm. So they are struggling along with a lot of other charities. Okay. Now, what um, Breast Cancer Care WA does um, that's different to a lot of the other breast cancer charities is they help the individual and the family. So it's less about research and it's more about the individual helping. So whether you need somebody to drive you to an appointment, um, that's one of the things that I actually do is I'll drive somebody to an appointment, I'll sit with them while they're going through their chemo, um, I'll sit with them and while they're talking to their doctors and then we'll go and have a coffee afterwards. Um, they have nurses available uh, that you can ring and talk to or that they'll come and visit. They have a lot of support groups. Um, they Even a couple of years ago, they had cooking classes for, for blokes. 
Um, okay. so <laughs> we all need those. Yeah. yeah. Toast so was high on the agenda, I believe. So. <laughs> yeah, but it's it, it's it's all these little things. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the things that I helped out uh, one time was we uh, did some gardening for one lady. She was un- very very proud of her garden. And while she was going through treatment, she couldn't do any of her gardening. Mm-hmm. So um, they sent some gardeners in to yep. help out. So a lot of very, very practical and financial support for people that, that need it while they're going through the mm-hmm. treatment. Yep. No, that's magnificent. And I can't think of two better charities for this money to go to. I, like I said, I, I wasn't aware of CareFlight. I am now. Breast Cancer Care of WA doing a magnificent job. And it's great to see that these charities are getting um, the, the recognition I think that they deserve. Just to, uh, we'll just breastcancer.org. So it's www.breastcancer.org.au and CareFlight is www.careflight.org as well. We'll talk about your website a little bit a little bit later on as well, just where people can make a donation. Um, so you'll be driving, Mike? Well, see, this is a bit of a bit of an issue that the um, one of my team members has both sets of car keys and reckons he can't find them. Oh. So, uh, and um, I think I've probably got more chance of getting a kidney than getting um, the keys off him. So it'll either be Watt or I that will be driving. Okay, yeah, um, so Lee or yourself. Yeah, yeah. Lee or myself will be, be driving the car. I, I hate seeing a grown man cry. So, And I know that, you know, if I hurt his car... <laughs> Yeah, so he does. It probably would be a lot of fun anyway, because Watto and I often race against each other anyway. Watto does not like microphones or cameras. So if he is driving, (laughs) then that gives me a little bit of a chance whilst the races are going, maybe to grab hold of Chris and do a little bit of talk up between the two. Yes. You know, something along those lines. So, I mean, like as much as. um, Watto can be the stig. The stig. (laughs) Watto the stig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a brief discussion with Watto. Where I think it was the the Gone but Not Forgotten Car Show. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we had a quick chat with him there one day. So that was that was his. Uh, go back to that's episode 100 actually. That's uh, Gone but Not Forgotten. Um, now you need to explain, I guess, to the audience as well, or the people that go there that night. So dial your own handicap. I know what dial your own handicap is. So it's probably best that you well, you explain to our audience. So you'll be racing on your 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 own handicaps or your dollar own handicap. To yep. Just explain to the audience what that's all about. Yeah. So basically, we will. I will choose a number of uh, how long it's going to take me to get from the start line to the finish line. We put that number on the window, and Mike will do the same for his car. And then the difference between that is the difference between when we when we start. So mm. the um, slower person gets a bit of a head start, um, and that way, by the time we get to the finish line, it should be neck and neck. Mm. Yep, yep. So just taking into account as well, also reaction times too. So mm-hmm. you know that a lot a lot of people don't understand for drag racing. The time doesn't start when when the green light comes on. It actually starts when you Car cross the, yep. the the start line. Yep. So it's also uh, you got to add in your reaction time as well. That that also, you know, I, I urge people. I tell people all the time when Super Street or Super Sedan is on, go to the top end. The race isn't at the start. Well, it kind of is with reaction time, yep. but the race is on down the top end. And 
You know, when I watch you guys, I hear this. I can hear the guys that are sandbagging. Oh, there is. There, I, mean, I see I, the brake lights yeah, coming on from yeah, a thousand yeah, foot. Yeah. I said, really? Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is like you know, people like to use that term sandbagging quite a bit. And as I've said to somebody, um, don't worry about you know. You, you might be looking at let's just say Andy's car. We reckon Andy's car three to four tenths, maybe quicker yeah. than ours, yeah. sort of thing. Um, and like you know, there'd be nothing stopping. Andy from putting in exactly the same time that we've put in our window. Okay, mm. and as I've said to the guys, I said, when you are, um, if you're, if you beat her on the tree and your car runs to the number, she's going to break out mm. because her car is, is is quicker than that. She will have to um, catch you, sort of thing. You know, and I mean, like, and and in essence, drag racing, especially dial in drag racing, doesn't matter who's sitting next to you. Mm. You know, I mean, like, you want to cut a better light than they do. And, I mean, we spent enough time with our cars, you know, no point looking at a PB, you know. What's the atmospherics like on the day itself? What it's yeah. going to run is what it's going to run, and we've mm. just got to dial that in mm. sort of thing, you know. And, I mean, like, and, you know, seeing both of our cars, the Merc and Tango 2, um, playing with one another, they both look a million bucks. And they, mm. they look a million bucks at night sort of thing. Yeah, they know, do. They, yeah, they really do. That that thing of Andy's, is it just glistens, you know, mm. and I mean, you know, we've only got the bar light on ours and I'm I'm hoping to amp the front of that up with a little bit more light and bits and pieces like that for the for the actual, um, the event itself sort of thing, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, like, it, it, it is. It, there is there is a, a, a whole lot more to drag racing than just planting your right foot. Yeah, no, certainly, certainly, it certainly is. And as I said to you, if people are going down on the 28th of October, I urge them to get to the top end of the track because that's where, that's where the lot, there's some, especially in Sedan as well, I just see it all mm. the time and I'm thinking to myself, really, yeah. like they're on the brakes yeah. at a thousand foot and that guy's, he's coming in pretty hard and yep. the race is really on at the top end. So yep. yeah, I urge a lot of people to, to get on down on the 28th of October. I think it's going to be a magnificent event. And we're really looking forward to it. I can't wait Certainly to see. Are. You know? yeah, we really are. It's very excited. Yeah. <laughs> so the cars are ready, ready to go. We're, uh, we're recording this in August, so. Mm, pretty close. Yep. Yeah, yep. yep. we're the same. Um, I want to see if Ed will just give the tuner check for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we're pretty lucky with ours. I mean, like, it's a crate engine with a cam, um, bigger injectors, um, and um, Ed's tune yep. sort of thing, you know. So, I mean, like, and as I said, it's... It's it's done some passes sort mm. of thing, um, you know. Historically, for us, gearboxes and diffs are our are our issue. Um, they're a, a consumable commodity for us, but um, we do a, probably a hell of a lot more than the average drag mm. car does down at the track. You know, yep. it it, mm. it it can be, you know, quite a common thing for one of my cars um, to maybe do two hundred quarter mile passes in a season. Mm. You know, yeah. and I mean, like, there's only you know, nine or ten national events and to go all the way through, you know, that's eight, mm. you know, eight passes um, yep. for one of those and that's to go to the, the final two mm. sort of thing, you yep. know. So, yeah, we're, we're close. We're, we're close, you know. It'll uh, it'll get a full engine and trans service. In fact, that's on the 30th. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be getting that done. And, yep, um, yep then we're uh, – I'll see if I can give 
Watto a bucket and a sponge. He might wash it. I think he's washed it about three times in 15 years. Well, we're actually <laughs> sponsored by a very good cleaning company. So, uh, yeah, yeah so I, can, I can loan you a few products. Oh, thank you, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the products. It's the person to actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. You referred to Ed before. That's Ed of Active Automotive yep, Ed Performance. Ed yeah. of Active. Ed's yep. been uh, – Ed actually built – um, the LSA conversion on that car sort of thing. So we didn't want holes in the bonnets and things like that. So we engineered a, a way around mm. that for us. And yeah, he's, um, yeah, I mean, what what the man can't do with a supercharged engine mm. isn't worth doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we've mentioned him. We should have him on one day. I don't know if he's a podcast sort of person, but yeah. should reach out to Ed and have him on there. You talked about Watto. Tell us a bit about the other drivers. You've got Chris De Bruin as well. Tell, talk us through yep, your, okay, your so driver Chris De Bruin, Bear. Um, well, there's myself uh, as a president of the association. Um, Lee Watson is our vice president. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got um, Chris De Bruin. Uh, he is our, uh, a, a sergeant and a um, the secretary of the association. Um, Adrian Pearsall is the other police officer that we've got um, playing with us at the moment. He is our treasurer. Um, and uh, then the rest of my team, I've got Johnny Solich. Um, I've got um, uh, Robin Webster, Steve Mildern, um, Trish Mildern, um, Mike Caridi, Mikey Woobles, uh, my partner, Ange Caridi. Um, have I got, forgotten anybody? That, that's pretty much at the moment. Yep. So, um, yeah. So we all—it's like a big family. You yeah. know, We um, we get down there, and um, it, the camaraderie is great. Mm. You know, and we have a really good rapport with the bulk of the races down there. In fact, we, we've we've not had any issues being down there. We've—I mean, like you know, we we understand we are police officers first and foremost, and if things happen, then um, we've got to remember that's a hat we wear as well. Mm. But we're down there as racers. And, um, yeah, we, uh, you know, as I said, once we get, you know, it's a lot of banter and a lot of fun, but the minute the helmet goes on and the red mist starts settling in front of you, mate, it's uh, it's game on. I want to beat Andy to the other end. Fair enough. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, no, no, and we get that. Speaking of police officers and the red mist, take me back then to the – this would have been before your time, but take me back to the 80s because I have a dim recollection of – I think he was senior sergeant at the time, Noel DeGrasse. I uh, would he, have been first class sergeant. He was my boss at Meriden between 89 and 92. Yeah. Uh, and Noel may um, be coming down for uh, some passenger rides in the cars okay. this year. So, yeah. Is he still in the force? No, no. no. He okay. retired ooh, maybe 12. Okay. Might even be a bit yeah. more. Yeah. So I have a vague recollection, even he did a news report, or today, tonight, well, State Affair, whatever they were called back then in the 80s, did a news report, and he had, back then, this was like 88, like a VN Commodore. Uh, oh, so the police car? It was an, yeah. a full police car, yeah. yeah. yeah with the twin tyres? It may have been. Yeah, the JJD twin tyre, when we were trialling those, we got those out at Meriden to have a bit of a play as well. Yeah. So but yeah. I have a recollection of him doing donuts in the staging lanes at Ravenswood and <laughs> Channel 7 doing a news report because they were – it was an in, uh, initiative they'd done back in the – it might have been 88 or 89. It was definitely prior to the VQ 
It was definitely prior to. No, I've, got it on, I've got it on VHS. Yeah. I need to dig that VHS, up. Mate. Yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. that on VHS. I'd be interested to see that before yeah. I catch up with him again because yeah. he used to always rouse at me when I was out in the highway, um, turning around to take off after things sometimes, you know. So, well, yeah. I, think, <laughs> you know? I don't think it's ever cool to do donuts in the stage. Oh, no, 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 no. Not unless it's a motor car, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a couple of my golf buddies. Yeah, that's about it. There's, there's, a, there's definitely a VN hooking into donuts on the, in the state. It wasn't an event. It was a you know a, 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 a PR day. But um, I've got to dig that up. But I, I need to find a VHS player now. That's the next thing. Yeah, as well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to dig it up because I, I do have it anyway. Yeah. No. So oh, that's great news. That's that. So he will be he will be attending the event as well. Um, well, I don't know. Um, he is a bit of a grey nomad. Mm-hmm. Um, he's found the love of caravanning, sort of thing. So he, him and Val, his lovely wife have been out and about yep. um, I, his daughter and her um, partner race bikes down at the track and yeah, okay. I remember the last time I saw her was when I was in Meriden and I think she was six mm-hmm. sort of thing you know that was like 1989 1992 yep. um, through through that that time 1991 I think they left mm-hmm. yeah so no that was um, yeah and that was like she goes you remember and I did I, I knew it was one of the Degrassi girls I just and I got the right one yeah. So, okay. yeah, so oh, no. Cool. So, and I said I'd love to get your dad down, yep. um, to um, throw him in the in the the, the passenger seat of one of the cars. Mm. You know, yep. And uh, yeah, one of the things you alluded to before, but and I don't think a lot of our listeners would know this, but the cars were actually donated by Holden. Yep. So yep. Com- With the exception of Tango Six. Yep. Um, the VT. Um, was donated by Holden. They wanted to give us another statesman. Uh, at the time, but um, the, the the people at the Swan TAFE wanted something with more of the whiz-bang gizmos and things for their kids to be training on. Yep. We just, because we were gutting all the fast gear out of the VQ to put into the VT, mm-hmm. so we didn't need all the, the, in fact, we didn't want anything smart. Mm. You know, be, we didn't want things that, you know, we're going to have to program out and things like that, so I did a bit of a deal. They got the Statesman. Mm-hmm. I got this... Um, this VT Manta on the condition that they painted it white for me, oh, yeah. which they did. So, yep. Uh, yep, so we that was that one. Tango 2 was uh, John and I picked that one up from Holden at Welshpool with three kilometres on the clock and a dirty great huge dent in the side of it. Now, it was an actual order. That was the Pontiac GDO. It was an order that was meant to be going to Texas but there was something to do with the laws of they couldn't export it because it had already been damaged. If it had been damaged in transit, that's fine, but because it was already damaged, there was something to do with tariffs and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, and it had been looking for a home, and I had a bit of a sad to my Holden fella because they had just given the Territory a VY um, SS, and I said, look, we're your premier, you know, and, you know, they get a VY, and look what I've got. I've got an old VT, you know, um, and... Um, I'd taken him out for dinner and he was um, three parts by that stage of the evening and he goes, oh, would you like a GDO? And I'm thinking, Monaro. And I uh, thought, yes, please. And when I got there and I looked at it and the steering wheel was on the left, yeah, I was even a little bit more excited. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so three kilometres on the clock it had yeah, when we got okay. it. And yeah. it was red. Yep. So it's, it's, I reckon if you cut the car in half now, it'd look like a li- uh, licorice all sorts. Mm. It's been red, it's been uh, black, it's been white. It's Yeah, it has. Yeah. Um, Tango 3 was a GM executive car. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Tango 4 and Tango 5 were both VF Lang Lang test cars. And when we went back in 19, 2019, just pre-COVID, we took the two VFs back to Lang Lang and we spent the day at Lang Lang having a play. Um, we still had the stock numbers on the windshields of 4 and 5 and they got real excited and they come running over to us with this big uh, lever arch file and said that was the first VF Commodore to come off the line. That car. I was going to ask a question about that, actually, the two VFs, because I, is, it, is that a typo, the date, the, the year? You can't, yeah, because they, they were pre-production. So they were so, built yeah, that's to go to Lang Lang to be tested because, like, if yeah, we had okay, channels we were trying to uh, insure and they said, no, 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 they start from here. I said, no, 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 it was built there. <laughs> but that's you know? but that's yeah. why I, cause I looked at that and I said, hang on a sec, I had a VE and that was 2012. Yeah, yeah. No, they've still got, they've got full VINs, but they've got an extra number in the VIN. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, when I saw the years, like 2011, I said, that's either a typo, because my VE was 2012. No, no. And then, and then I thought to myself, "Hang on, no, they were pre, they may have been pre-production yep. cars." So you got you got VFs that were built before. Well, they were still because the VE went well, tan- deep into two thousand. It was funny when we were looking at switch panels and things like that for our lighting, and I've um, taken it to our, our lighting bloke, and they've pulled the console out, and they said, um, and they had a VF bracket that wouldn't fit. Because it was a VE. So Tango 4 was still running a lot of the VE, Zeta frame VE type stuff in and underneath the dash. Tango 5 is, yeah, that's the true VF um, type build sort of thing. And I mean, like, if you had seen these cars when we got them, um, Tango 4 was um, three different colours black with the white camouflage tape all over it, car bras going across wheel arches Mm. and trailer lights in the back and they look like AU Falcon twin headlights in a fibreglass thing in the front. No grills. They were the ugliest looking things you've ever seen. Um, Tango 5 was the same. It was a black car with white tape except for the left front guard, which was a white guard with black tape. And it was, you know, I mean, like, I, I've got these cars because, like, the cars we got before that, like, you know, the V wagon come pristine, beautiful thing. <laughs> when four first rocked up, and I've sort of, like, taken a photo and I've sent it to my uh, my man at Holden in the east. And I said, um, i got the car. Yeah, I'm going to send you a photo. Yeah, okay. So he, uh, he got the photo, phones me back laughing. He goes, yeah, um, just do a, uh, a count on what you need. And um, so we did. And um, Mick Turner at AMCAP through um, Holden come and pick up thousands of dollars worth of lights and trims mm. and all grills and, yeah, all sorts of bits and yeah. pieces. Yeah. You talk about – but there's a question for both of you, I guess. You talk about sponsors. How hard is it, like, it's getting the sponsor but then also – nourishing that that relationship and keeping that relationship going like how i mean you use andy tell us a bit about that like getting people on board and 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 keeping them there like you talked i think it's bowden's is the car ba- clean bowden's uh premier um own um car cleaning products mm. um awesome car cleaning products um yeah getting getting sponsors on board is difficult um a lot of people don't know um, what they're going to get for their money. Um, they're not sure what to expect. Um, 
And a lot of the general sponsors that people are used to seeing at the drag racing track, they're already sponsoring some of the big cars, um, some of the group ones. So we tend to go for uh, a little bit of the out of the ordinary, the the sponsors that you don't normally see. Um, One of the ones that I've got is Cosmic Cocktails. Mm -hmm. Um, He does parties and stuff like that. And he's a really big supporter of ours. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Yeah, it's it's it is difficult for um, sponsors to offer money. Mm. Um, so a lot of the time we uh, take it in trade or in goods. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a you know a, a lot of our parts. Um, you know, Repco give us heaps of parts and heaps of stuff, lots of goodies for us to be able to hand out to the kids um, mm. when we're on show, mm-hmm. which is extra promotion for them. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I'm very active on social media, so make sure that we give all our sponsors plenty of shout-outs. Yeah. If I'm doing any cleaning on the car, I make sure that the that the products are being um, promoted, that they're in photo shot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And so. yourself, Mike? I know yeah. You, I think, like Andy's uh, got in one, there's only so many dollars out there, and mm. uh, a lot of the Group 1 type stuff. Um, pick that up. I mean, like, you know, you've got the AC Delco, um, Slammer, Morris Abietti's team mm. sort of thing. Um, you know, and as I said, we don't want to ever be at that point, but very, very lucky with um, GM and AC Delco. Mm. They understand the grassroots side of things as well. Yep. Um, and I think that the secret is it's not just getting a sponsor, but it's getting the right sponsor, mm. yeah. you know, because, I mean, like, I, we, you know, I, I picked up what I thought was quite a lucrative sponsorship deal a few years back. Um, and like we had had the discussions, and they'd come to the table with fifty percent more than I had asked, which got me a little suspicious, sort of thing. Um, which and look, they were all above board. Um, <laughs> but um, two days after the last meeting we had, um, one of our apprentices in the boss's ute um, thought it might be fun to get himself liquored up and lay some rubber, and the car got seized for twenty-eight days. Mm-hmm. Of course, the day after that, I get a phone call, and oh, this is what's happened. I said, "Oh yeah, well, twenty-eight days, you'll lose his license, rah rah." And uh, my contact said, "No, nah, that's not what I'm asking." He goes, "I'm asking, um, you know, what can you do to help me out? I need my car back." And I said, "I can't do a thing, mate." Mm. I said, "You know," and he goes, "Oh, well, I thought." And I said, "Well, you thought wrong." And I tore his check up and posted it back to him. Yeah, right. So, I mean, like, that's for for us. It's for me. It's about getting the right sponsor. Mm. And all of our sponsors aren't in it for them. They're in it for what we do and why we do it. Absolutely. And and we're the same. There have been times um, during my racing career where we've been offered money um, from uh, certain companies and we always do a a bit of a background check on, on what they stand for, what their values are. And if they don't align with our values, yep. um, then we politely decline. Yep. Mm. Um, especially being a charity, we have some fairly strict policies about yep. uh, what sort of products that we will um, that we will have on board. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there's certain things that we say. Look, totally understand that you would like to sponsor, but 
we're not the right team for you. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. Yep. You talked about shows before as well. I know you, it's not just racing that you do. I know the both of you participate in agricultural shows as well. Yep. I know, I know, Mike, you came down to the Aussie Park show a few years ago. Yep. And uh, I know you're a big supporter of the Wanneroo show as well. Yeah. So talk us through that. Like, I mean, how important is it getting out there to the community and doing these shows? I love doing the shows. The mm. shows are so much fun. Um, it's the opportunity to let people and, you know, I generally say let kids sit in the car, but it's amazing how many adults actually <laughs> want to sit in the car as Big well. kids. <laughs> and they might not be interested in going down the track Um uh, at full speed, but they do want to have a look inside the car, um, see how it's built, see how it's crafted, um, the amount of people that will lay underneath and, you know, see how the underneath is put together because yeah. our car is pristine. Mm. It's, it's yeah. beautiful. It is. Work about um, And ask a lot of questions. And then the fact that it is a female that's sitting in the driver's seat mm. is that actually it added is incentive. You yep. get a lot of girls come past and, you know, especially at car shows, there's a lot of arm candy around there and then they see a female <laughs> race driver and they go, oh, hang on a second. <laughs> that maybe I'm not just hanging around here with my boyfriend looking at cars and being bored. There yeah. might be something in it for me too. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. definitely. Wanneroo, are you both doing the Wanneroo show? I'm, I, Annie has, they've got room for us. I just can't commit at the moment. I just yeah. don't know what yep. I've got in the way of resources yep. sort yep. of thing. So We'll definitely be there yeah. though. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's we, the 18th of 18th November. 18th and 19th of November. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. conflicts yeah. with the Aussie Park show again. And and that yeah. was the thing. I wasn't sure because I was waiting yeah. to see if that was going to be coming because it's probably only going to be me sort of thing because I, I know I said that, you know, because we haven't, we weren't there last year sort of thing. So, I mean, we, we kick our season off um, pretty much the long weekend in September. Um, I'll have Tango 3 at the Great Southern Street Machine Show and Shine in Albany. Yep. And all things going according to plan. The the new six litre for the Montiac is finished. The Montiac's still running a standard transmission, standard diff. So uh, it's got a wonderfully big exhaust system from uh, Genies mm -hmm. that I can't wait for this big lumpy clam, a cam six litre to uh, talk to. Um, but I'll be taking it to the um, um, the Denison foreshore sprint with the Midwest um, yes, show and shine. Yeah. And, like, I did it last year in Tango 4 on slicks, so front runners <laughs> and slicks, and it's a two-and-a-half-kilometre sprint course that you do twice, one-and-a-half, 1.25. So trying to brake um, on a front runner um, and a, a gearbox with no engine braking. It was second gear. Um, sorry, Gons, you're not going to like hearing this, <laughs> but it was second gear on and off and on and off and things like that. And, um, I mean, it's a pre-'85 thing but those other cars that i'm racing against are target cars they yeah. got big wheels big brakes but they're just pre-85s and the big fat old commodore um i think times wise it was bottom quarter but there's one section in between where the local coppers were measuring speeds between these two markers and the porsche that was winning the day um pulled a 120 nine or something like that and um yeah i pulled 139 in a thing and then pooed myself because the um 
the uh, the water barriers were coming up rather quickly, and I thought if I flat spot these front runners before the season starts, the boys are going <laughs> to hang me. So I'm kind of hoping I've got some radial rubber for the Montiac. Um, I've got a 4L65 normal transmission. I'll give it a, a service. I'll give the front brakes. Might put some performance rotors or something like that on. Um, uh, the Montiac, which again is another left-hand drive Pontiac GDO, is fully airbagged. So I'm going to take it to the line, drop it all the way down onto its guts, have a bit of a talk. I'm not actually competing, but I get the first lap and then two others, uh, and they've raffled off a passenger ride. So I did say to them, your first passenger ride, be careful. This is a very untested car. <laughs> this will be its first in anger, uh, and I'm... Yeah, I mean, like I, I get up there and I, uh, I give it a fairly, uh, fairly hard hit sort of thing, yeah. you know. So, yeah, when it gets back, the car's normally going ping, ping, ping. It's <laughs> like settling down, and yeah. So, I, I mean, like I did it in like four. The last one I did, the electric power steering rack decided it didn't want to play on the hit. Yeah. So I've got to the first corner and no electric power steering. So it's old world muscling the thing around this course and I got to the end and the, the shy girl that had won the raffle and she's squealing and I said just try and turn the steering wheel what's wrong with it I said oh we lost this the, we lost the power steering as soon as we accelerated I mean this the the, the local uh, CEO of the Irwin Shire was there and I said to him Shane I'm first car out on those tires if I I'm gonna tram line he goes the more the better Mike Thank you. <laughs> Challenge accepted. So, yep. So, yep. for those that are listening, this is in Dongra. It is. Uh, Port yeah, Denison, Port Dongra. Denison. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, yep. a magnificent little town, oh. uh, 70 k short of Geraldton. Yep. Uh, and it's an event I really do need to get to. I've never been. Uh, I go to, through Dongra all the time to go to Geraldton, uh, but I've never actually gone to Come and to do it one event. year. Yeah. Yep. It Come and do it. A lot of fun. Oh, it. Well, it is. I mean, like, you know, it, it, it's sad for us because we normally have a whole heap of fun down at Albany as well. They'd normally have a go-to-woe mm. on the Saturday and then the show and shine on the Sunday. And, I mean, like, you know, what and I, we took – uh, I think we had Tango 4 and Tango 2, and Tango 2 had the original tyres that came on that were going to the US, and they've got the M&S on them, the mud and snow tyres sort of things. These things got a heap of, of meat on them, but they're that hard. He was just, for the full go to O, turning the tyres, and there's no smoke coming off them. <laughs> they were just, it was like metal, you know, they just didn't want to play, and he was getting a little bit upset that I had some drag radials on, and yeah, that I kept beating him, so... Mm. Anyway, look, I mean, yeah, we look out for you at the shows as well. It's great. It's a great uh, incentive to, to do those shows as well. I know the Wanneroo show, it's a great show. Aussie Park show is a good one yep. as well. We'll be, we'll be at the uh, Everything Chrysler show this year as well. That's right. That's coming up on the 20th of uh, October. October, yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, you're pretty busy. Yeah, yeah, I think we're know. starting with Motorplex down at. Classics on the Park at um, Targa West. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's on that's the 10th of yeah, that's September. Yeah, that's 10th of September. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's so coming we'll, up we'll, as well. We'll have one down there. Yeah, well, I think, I think we've, we've got a few weeks of quiet time and then, uh, yeah, right. then, it, then it really heats up. Yeah. Um, we've got some testing to do. We've got the new tyres, so I've got a couple of big burnouts to do. Ooh. So. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Challenge yeah. accepted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think over the course of our average season um, with we passes with the national meets and with our off-track type stuff. We do regularly somewhere between 38 and 42, 45 events in a season. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's a lot It's a lot of time. You yeah, know, and is. I mean, like, we do a lot of miles. You know, we've raced um, 
well, we've raced in Melbourne, we've raced in the Territory, um, you know, we've, we've raced a little bit in SA, you know, all around we've raced <laughs> Newman, Carnarvon, mm-hmm. um, Walcatcham, um, Wongan Hills, where else have we been to race? No, in WA, where else have we been? We've done a bit at Albany, we've done obviously Port Denison, um, I think I said Carnarvon, you yeah. know, all of those types of places, mate, if there's a bit of black stuff there. It's, as long as that's even closely related to black stuff, we'll have a go. Is it yeah. Carnarvon? Was that on the airport or yeah. on the highway? No, on the, oh, well, see, I only did it at the airport, yep. but they did close the northwest coastal mm. highway. You know, and like Newman used to be great. Newman outback drags, but FIFO airport got too busy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, the guys in Carnarvon. I never went. Simon went a few times to the Carnarvon one. I never, I never made it to that one there. But that that was quite. He did the airport one, but the boys up in Carnarvon always tell me the highway one was probably the best actually. But uh, yeah, mm. good luck to them. Yeah. All right, now websites. Where can we head? It's the charitychallenge.au, www.charitychallenge.au. Is that correct? That's correct. Yep. Yes. Okay. So we can log on there to to make our donation. Yep. Um, your website is therapyonwheels.asn.au. That's correct, yes. Mike, your website is beattheheatwa.org.au. That's the one. Yep. yep. And just repeating those charity websites, the uh, www.careflight.org, and it's also www.breastcancer.org.au. And just one more time, charitychallenge.au. Head to that website, make your donation there. It's very easy to use website. It's sussed it out on the weekend. It looks magnificent. Done a magnificent job with the graphics there as well. Thank you. She has. And there's also merchandise. Um, So there's hats and caps and shirts and hoodies. Hoodies. Yeah. So if you want to wear the gear, then yeah, definitely. I forgot to mention one of my favourite books is still available. Yes, yes. Don't um, wait don't, for the green light. Don't wait for the green light. So my little memoir. Um, I read. I don't read books. You ask my wife. I do not read books. I read your book in two sittings. Wow! Thank you. Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. One of it was actually a flight to Carnarvon. Actually, one of the second sitting was a flight to Carnarvon, mm. but that's that was the enjoyment level of that book. So uh, it's a great story. It's your story. Yes, and it's not just your story. It's a lot of people's story. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. But you you tie in some other people's stories in that book, and it's a it's a great read. I urge everyone to get that. So go to your website. That's you can get that at therapyonwheels.asn.au don't yes. wait for the green light it's very easy it's very well written as well okay. so a lot of books you know I struggle to get into it because it's not written well but if it's written well I can I can read it mm. if that makes sense yeah, I don't yeah, know if that makes 100%. sense you know yeah. maybe it's because I know you as well perhaps it could be but it's just the way that I write it's I, I write the way that I speak mm. um, which is it's not fancy but it's <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, yeah, yeah. It's just just the way that I speak, and it's uh, just a truthful story with a a bit of laughter and um, some odd uh, observations along the way. Lots of laughter, and lots of tears as well. And, and I mean, yes. don't I unashamedly tell people that when I read that book, I I I, I had a good cry as well um, because it's a it's it's as I said, it's not just it's a lot of people's story, mm-hmm. and you're reading a story about you know. Yep. Thousands of people that this disease affects across Australia. Yep. So it's a magnificent read. 
get onto that website, make sure you get it. Andy's a real good talker too. I mean, like she, she, you know, she promotes her cause really, really well. She's really, I find her very, very easy to listen to when she's talking. And yeah. for those on the 28th, make sure you hang around for when she's coming up to pick up her runners-up check, um, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and have her words. <laughs> 28th of October, it is the, that's the opening of the season, it's is. the first the yep. first national open of yep. at the Motorplex, so make sure you get down there to the Perth Motorplex 28th, looking forward to the calendar has just been released at the Perth Motorplex and it's another big exciting year. Um, one thing I forgot to ask you guys, are you guys doing NDRC rounds at all elsewhere outside of Perth? No, no I did, yeah, we're not, we're not sure, we're planning... We are planning um, a run uh, back to the east mm-hmm. at some point, but um, I've got to wait for fuel prices to come down a little bit yeah. and things like yep. that. To, to Like what I and I do, the bulk of the towing, so to tow two cars across the paddock um, and back sort mm. of thing, it, yeah. I mean, like it, we're, we're both getting a little bit closer to retirement, mm-hmm. so it may well be at some point we may base um, one or two of our cars on the east coast with one of our tow cars and um, fly back mm. and and then, you know, just just yep. do it that way sort of thing. But, again, for us it's all about the, the local grassroots content. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we would love to be doing more here. You know, yeah. I mean, I'd love to get to the bend. Um, we actually um, uh, signed up for one of their foundation pavers, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we bought one of those, both WA, to put that in the, the floor. I mean, like, the bend is going to be magnificent. We've stopped there on our way across in 19 um, and just it's it's Hollywood. Mm. You know, it's a real pretty place, so I've got no doubt the yeah. drag racing um, is going to be pretty good. We're hoping to head over there purely as spectators, yeah. Yeah. Um, just to go and have a look. It's, nah, uh, let's go over it. Let's just slowly work our way across. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but like you said, it's um, at, at the moment our focus is on the passenger rides yeah. uh, on the Woolpass Wednesdays yeah. promoting, shows, yep. promoting our shows, promoting our sponsors, our local sponsors. Yep. So, yeah. That's the other thing as well. Sorry, I forgot to mention. So passenger rides, we can book them on your website, yes? or uh, Not at the moment. We've still got a backlog from mm-hmm. uh, last season. So yep. we've got quite a few people ready for the season to start again. And um, so keep an eye on our socials um, mm-hmm. and on the website and we're going to be auctioning them off this year mm-hmm. um, instead of straight purchases yep. Um, yep. so that we can give more because the full price of whatever um, people pay for the ride then goes to Breast Cancer Care mm. anyway. Yep, okay. Passenger rides? And we, we don't. Um, we're slightly different. What we do is um, we, we tend to allocate 12 um, vouchers, mm-hmm. but we'll allocate those to Perth Children's Hospital, yep. RFDS. They'll have their fundraiser. Whatever they get for it, they get for it. They then send it through to me. Mm-hmm. And the voucher is normally um, for two of them to come on down on a Wednesday night where they'll get at least a couple of passes. So we'll mm. pull two cars out. They get a ride in each car. Um, you know, We make them something to eat. They get to hang around and have a bit of a play. If we're doing more, like whatever, if we're out there doing a little bit more, they'll just stay with the cars for yeah. the night. You know, yeah. I mean, we had one night where the, the guys didn't want to put the cars away and I think, you know, the... Um, the what's her name? The uh, <laughs> they got five passes, yeah, well. you know, amongst the three cars that we had out. So, yep. um, I've got some people that um, late last season, um, I donated one to a not for profit 
down Bunbury Way trying to raise money for a bloke's electric wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And it was actually at a winery. And we, I mean, like as Andy was saying, there's certain things we, we won't get on board with. So um, the beat they charter, you can't have any alcohol, you can't have any cigarettes, and you you certainly can't have dancing girl type um, mm-hmm. sponsors. Yep. Um, but this was held at a winery. It was a fundraiser held at a winery for this electric wheelchair fella, which was great because they were all liquored up when the auction started. <laughs> and a bloke paid $1,000 to sit in one of our cars. Wow. A thousand yeah. bucks. That's the most we've ever got yeah. for a passenger ride. Mm. You know? No, that so. is. That's, that's, that's good coin. That's oh. great. That's awesome coin, yeah. actually. Yep. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. I noticed you had Mark Gibson in from Channel 7 in the car as well. Uh, like? Yeah, that was, that was today, tonight. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, it was actually funny. Um, you know, we got, because they were coming down to do the motorplex and then they found out about us. Um, yeah, they wanted to have a bit of a play and, um, yeah, the agency wasn't overly happy and okay. if you see the thing it's you know you know you know the agency wouldn't wouldn't comment because it's not uh, a, a, a what's I, I did i did i did read that on the screen but i thought yeah. i i did it, it, it well i saw it on the screen i i, I understood why but right. i thought the message was awesome i oh. think i think i, I really I, I thought that was really good actually i think that probably um new members to beat the heat sometimes uh, initially struggle with the fact that um, people are saying, oh, it's great to have the coppers here, you know. And I said, you know, the, the agency still gets cutest for what we're doing. And I said to the guys, it is what it is, mm. you know. I mean, like, um, we're, we're big enough. We've been, like, um, 2005 I formed this. So this is our 19th – we're coming into our 19th season in our own right. Yeah. You know, and I mean, like, okay, we're staying at the Super Street level, but trying to keep um, four or five Super Street cars on track with the program that we've got, mm. you know, it, it keeps me busy as um, president oh, uh, keeping them going. So. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, Super Street, for those that don't know, it's a 10.0 um, 10 index. Uh, you can't go faster than 10.0. And running car, 10.0s, I mean, back in the day, it used to be 11.0. Mm. And even then it was, it was you know, a lot of maintenance. Yep. 11.0 car. Now it's 10.0. Yep. And you know it's that's not easy to do, and I I, I always say this, you know, I, I love watching Steph Galotto as well, oh. you know, yeah, ten oh one, yeah, ten oh two, and I'm like, how does yeah. she do that? It's it's yeah. just we've had some great tussles <laughs> with Steph and Matt and and yeah. uh, Teacher's Pet that VN sort of yeah. thing. I mean, like, um, yeah, She's an amazing driver. Oh, she is, but I don't know what it is. I mean, like her and Bear, her and Krista Bruin seem to come up against one another quite regularly, and. Oh, it, 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 you know, if, if you looked at their record, um, it would be 50 50. Mm. I mean, Joel Trotman was another one, um, that like Bear and him a couple of seasons ago, Joel won, Bear won, Joel won, Bear won, you know, and I mean, like, and they were tic tacking, um, all the way through the season, sort yeah. of thing, you know, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's that Super Street, it's okay, it is the slowest class of sedan type cars down there. But the actual competition, there's no driver aids. It's all, you know, all good old old school drag racing. And, I mean, like, there's no easy beats there. No, no. You know, no. I mean, maybe put me behind the wheel and haven't driven for a while. I'm a bit of an easy <laughs> beat. But, I mean, but you know what I mean? You, you go out there and, I mean, like, it, it is that regular, you know, hundreds and thousands of seconds yeah. that uh, between you, you know, winning and losing, you know. And, I mean, like, it's – I love them. I mean, like, and there's such a great camaraderie. Amongst yeah. them all, you know, I mean, like somebody breaks something, you know, we've got some spares, there's a couple of shafts, there's this, there's that. You want them out there. Mm. You yeah, want them out there with yeah. you, you yeah. know. So. Yeah. 
we had Lisa and Paul Garbellini sitting those two very yeah. chairs like not that long ago. Mr. You know, their Drag story is, oh. is just they, amazing. They take turns in taking the lead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nationally. <laughs> nationally, nationally, you know. So you know, yeah. that's incredible. Those two, you know, and they drive the car yep. to the event. Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, exactly it's right. And and look, and that's the thing. We need more Pauls and Lisas yeah. in the sport. You yeah. know, we really do. I mean, like, you know, and again, you know, we race with them a bit and, you know, we're all on the same page. We want yeah. to promote our sport. We want to promote our venue. I still think that the Motorplex is the best place to be racing in mm-hmm. the country. Yep. And at the level um, that we race, it's there's a lot of time in between yep. in between racing. So you do have that time to light the barbie or the slow mm. cooker and, yep. and have a bit of a chat and wander around and talk to the other racers, talk to the fans, you know, um, it's great at the motorplex because people can come down into the pits and yeah. and have a chat to us, get up close and personal, and see mm-hmm. what we're doing with the cars. Yeah. And we're not too busy rebuilding engines no. and, mm. and that, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we do have time to have a chat to them. So yeah. it is, uh, yeah, it is very grassroots and yep. very friendly and very mm. approachable. Yep. Yeah, and that's where we as Beat the Heat, need to stay. Mm. You know, we're running a sedan, um, being the Pontiac. Um, that was more from an exposure perspective, especially when they're running at Chicago Shootout. Yeah. Because the car's been seen all the way through the night and um, yeah, it's there for everything but the last pairing sort of thing. So, yeah. And, I mean, like, it's rather than having three cars in the one field, you know, we mix it up a bit, you know, a mm. bit of a bit of a, um, a a bigger coverage sort of thing. It's, yeah, it, as I said, mate, we'd, you know, we'd race billy carts if we had the option and there was a, you know. That sounds like fun, soapbox racing. <laughs> Albany, <laughs> lots of hills, lots of hills. Yeah. Guys, thank you very much. Mike, thank you very much for coming on. It was great to have you on. You Andy, once again, Thank you for coming on. It's, it's been a pleasure having you on again and uh, look forward to seeing you guys on the 28th of October in at the Perth Motorplex. Best of luck with it. And um, as I said, head to that website. It is charitychallenge.au. So make sure you hit that. We'll share that on our socials as well. And that way uh, people can drive as much traffic there as we possibly can. Thank you for coming on. It's been great having you here. Mate, thank you very much and keep up the great work. No worries, we will. Good on you, Thanks. And thank you, John, as well over there. Thanks, Jono. Thanks, John. Thanks very much.